You're listening to episode six of the Clear Start Accountants Penny to the Pound podcast. So far uh, in this podcast series, we've looked at various parts of the Clear Start Accountancy business. Um, we have looked into the accountants within the business who look after businesses, sole traders, limited companies. We've discussed their amazing app, um, which helps with the clients who are within the budgeting side of the business. We also had a chat um, with Ian, who is the insolvency practitioner. He doesn't work on his own, though, because, you know, he's a great guy, but he does need people around him to help him work. And we've got two members of his team today. Penny to the Pound, a podcast by Clear Start Accountants and Personal Budgeting Services. Uh, we've got Faisal and we've also got Sidra. So starting with you, Sidra, um, what is your role within the business? Yeah, hi. <laughs> um, so I am part of the post-appointment team. Um, so we handle all the cases for the clients um, after they've all been confirmed that the IV has been approved. Yeah, so just just rewinding it back a bit. So um, so a couple of podcasts ago, we spoke to Ian, who's the insolvency practitioner, and you just mentioned it. He looks one of the things he does. He looks after IVAs, which stands for what In- individual voluntary arrangements, right? So you do the aftercare for those. Yes. So just go back and tell me what that involves. Then, so um, we um, have communication through email and calls with all the clients. Um, so we'll be dealing with the payment size. So when they make the monthly payments, we'll deal with arrears. So if they are struggling, as you can imagine, a lot of clients will be struggling because mm. um, they've already entered into the IVA. But we then help them um, if they are struggling with their normal payments. Um, so we come up with payment arrangements, that sort of thing. Um, we deal with um, the pods, proof of debt forms that come through from other creditors. Right. Um, after the IV is approved. Okay. So basically is, is, is showing us that this client has got another debt. Um, but we didn't know about no, maybe. We didn't know about. Okay. Um, so we need to add that onto the IV. So that'll come through maybe in the post or, um, via email. So we'll look at that and see if it's, you know, it's all, it's all okay. And then we'll add them on. Right. Um, so we'll deal with that side. Um, so, if, um, Faisal, what, what is it that you do then? You draw them up, do you? So, I uh, actually before your stage is, is yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what do you do then? Sorry. Um, so, I'm a I'm an IVA drafter. So, we work in pre-appointment. So, that's everything from when the clients basically agreed to do an IVA in principle. Uh-huh. Everything from that point up until the IVA gets approved by the creditors. So when you say approved in principle, uh, is it like when you get a mortgage? Is it something that you actually have to be approved for? Uh, yeah. So I think I think a common misconception is that pe- everyone just thinks that they can have an IVA, but yeah. like every creditor has different credit. Like there's so many moving parts that need to happen in order for an IVA to be approved. But we basically just get uh, cases from, I mean, either from Clearstart or uh, some other uh, introducers. And it, I'm not really too sure what happens on that part of the call, but they basically agree with them that, listen, I want to do an IVA. I can afford to pay this much. They've yeah. done an income and expenditure with them as well. Mm. And then we basically uh, just take on from there. We still go through all of the other options just in case. Yeah. They still not what they want to do. We also reassess their income and expenditure to make sure that they can afford it. Uh, so they're basically getting a double layer of, 
making sure because it, it is a big thing. It is. Yeah. And you've got to make sure it's right for the person. You've got to make sure that they're making a decision in the right frame of mind that they know all the facts available to them. So in the initial call, that's already been done and you do that again with them. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a legally binding arrangement and it is for five years. So we don't want to, we want to make sure that you have all of the information before you make this big decision. Mm. And uh, yeah, so uh, we drew up a proposal, which is about like 45 pages long. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you write, you handwrite it all. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God, no. And then uh, that basically goes off to the creditors. And right. for the most part, creditors require uh, 16 days to basically vote on whether or not they want to accept the IVA. Oh. And then on the 17th day, give or take. Is that, so, so say you've got debts with a few different people, like an accountant yeah. and then maybe a shop or whatever, you yeah. know, like um, a store card. They all vote. Separately, yeah. Ah, but yeah. they obviously don't know what each other are voting. Um, so, no, they all know what each other are voting, but they all know that said person has debts with other other companies. Okay. They will be on the proposal, like everyone that you all wanted to will be on the proposal. Right, okay. Yeah. So, say, just to throw a spanner in the works, um, you, you've done all the work and you think this person probably, I mean, you'll never know. It's like with anything, you never know. They will get approved for one and they don't. What do they do then? Um, so we always, um, that's, a, that's a bit of a... Is it a hard question? No, it's just there's quite a few different answers to that one, to be fair. That's so, fine. Um, <laughs> so we have, um, so if someone, so if the creditors reject someone for an IVA, um, we could either send them to Clearstart where they go through PBS. PBS? Um, it's a personal budgeting service. Oh, oh, so the PBS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Personal budgeting service, yes. Yeah, I don't know too much about it. Yeah, it's an, it is like, it's. Um, we've talked about it on a podcast. Oh, okay, cool. I've, I've kind of, I've learned a load about it. It's it's like, I don't know what it is. It helps people with their budgeting. Yeah, And yeah. it's great, yeah. And then um, we uh, we basically just go through uh, some of the other options that we perhaps can't present to them. And mm. we just basically explain how they can go about getting those options put in place. And you appeal. Uh, yes, yes, actually, because sometimes, uh, before the meeting of creditors day, you could get like an IVA that was provisionally rejected. So that basically means that some of the creditors might say something like, well, um, like for example, so the, a certain figure might be on the income and expenditure and they might say something like, we, we might reject this if you don't explain this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might be a plausible explanation. And once we do, the creditors and accept it. So rejections yeah. can get overturned. Okay. It, it does happen more often than, than you might think. And is it a scary time then while people are waiting for the decision? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it can be because naturally you get a lot of people who at the time that they speak to us, like they've got like bailiffs and all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Yeah. And then, you know, we could tell them that, okay, listen, like, you know, we've sent your proposal off to the predators. Now you need to wait two weeks and they could have a bailiff coming over like the next day. Yeah. So yeah, it can be a scary thing, but I think we, um, all of us, make sure that the contact is frequent in between that time just to make sure that the clients don't have any uh, queries or concerns and to make sure that no creditors are hassling them. And if there are creditors that are hassling them, we will contact the creditors on their behalf to just say like, listen, you know what, this person's going into an IVA. Can you just put things on hold temporarily? And do they respond to that? Is that way? For the most part, yeah. For the most part, I think with bailiffs is a bit tricky, but with debt collectors and other creditors, they tend to be like, yeah, that's fine. Right, okay. Seem to know the deal. So then will you get told the answer or do, do the individual get written to or is it, do you get told and you get to phone them up? With- so we have a meeting of credits team 
Uh, and what they basically do is on the day that the uh, creditors meeting is taking place, they will call um, whichever client uh, has a meeting of creditors that day. And they will basically tell them uh, if the IVA has been approved or not and run through some terms and conditions and then some paperwork is signed and then that's it, your IVA is approved. Right. Okay. And that's when Sidra comes into yeah. the So your, your bit is, is that you finished with that particular client then and, and you're obviously dealing with new clients regularly. So Oh yeah, like every day. Yeah. yeah. And so then you hand over to your aftercare. Yeah, pretty much. And, and what does that entail then with people? Obviously, so, you mentioned about um, making sure bills are paid and things like that. Yes, uh, it also entails doing annual reviews. So every year uh, on the anniversary day, we have to do the annual reviews. So this is where we will obtain um, income and expenditure form details from the client, uh, bank statements, wage slips, any benefits that they've got, um, just so that we know that they're on the right plan um, for the next year. Is that a legal requirement? It would be, yeah. yeah. Because we, we would need to see that they still can afford this. Maybe they've got a wage increase, so we may be able to up it a little bit to help mm. pay off the debt. Mm. Or if they've lost a job, maybe we may need to decrease it. It just sort of completely depends on their situation. So um, when you've set up your IVA, do all your debtors agree to an amount that they're willing to receive? Is that basically what it boils down to? Yeah, pretty much, because um, they will get what we call dividend amounts. Um, so it's the pence of the pound um, sort of rate that they'll get. So let's say, for example, um, a client's paying £100 a month, then small amounts of that those pennies will go towards all the creditors equally. Right. Um, so we just need to do that in the annual review to make sure that the next year will be, um, it'll be okay for them to pay it. The clients so, so if they are earning more and say they can pay £150, does that make their debt go down quicker? Pretty much, yeah, because it, it, it sort of will show that there's more money going to the creditors so their debt is getting paid off quickly. But it doesn't reduce the term. It's no. still five years. Yeah, so five years will still remain. Of course, it, maybe let's say if we get to the five year and it just sort of depends on, on that. Mm. Um, hopefully when the time comes and we do come to that, we'll know a bit more information. But generally speaking, I think we'll be on the same sort of... Um, process track yeah same track yeah exactly yeah I know what you mean yeah 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 when you finished your five years what impact does that have on you as in as a person then so all of your debt um as a client will all be wiped off so mm-hmm. it'll be completely a clean slate um so as soon as the IV is finished um it'll be between five to six years let's say six years the majority of them are um, then after that, when they look at their credit score or their credit file, it's like they've never had credit before. So it's a complete clean slate for them after that time. Do you, so, do you have to declare it if you if you go for a mortgage or something like that? Yes, even if you are within your IVA, anything you apply for, you have to let them know right. that you're in an IVA. But after that, I mean, it'll probably still show, but after, after the IVA is finished, it won't have that much of an impact. You know, we were talking about the, the consequences of it because it's obviously a legal binding document and it is very serious. When you're during that period of five and six years, are you prevented from, you know, getting a car on higher purchase or getting a loan to do things um, with your house or even buying a home? Are you, does it prevent you from? No, it doesn't prevent you, no. It's- yeah, I, was, I mean, I think. It's a bit difficult. Yeah, oh. yeah, it can be a bit yeah. difficult. 
But part of the IVA protocol states that like when you're in an IVA, you can't take out any credit that's more than £500 anyway. Oh, without, really? Yeah, without getting consent from a supervisor. So you can't do that. But I think sometimes people believe that um, they might have uh, difficulties like finding a new place to rent yeah, or getting a higher purchase out. And it, I mean, it is difficult, but I mean, we, we've spoken to people who were like, who've refinanced cars like whilst mm-hmm. in the IVA. They've managed to move to a new property whilst they've been in the IVA. So it's a bit difficult, but it can be done. So there are some restrictions. You mentioned one, you can only get a loan up to £500. Yeah, anything more than that, you need consent from the supervisor. And who's the supervisor? So it would be Ian. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So basically, if they go through you for an IVA, you have a legal responsibility to do all these things as well then. So it's, it's clear starts, legal responsibility to um, make sure that the person is making the right decisions is um, doing something that's affordable by doing the annual reviews, making sure that they're not, they're, they can still eat and pay this yeah. IVA off and make sure that they follow the rules like you can't get a loan more than £500. Are there any other rules that they have to be aware of? Um, they're kind of the top ones. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think I think that's literally the main one. I mean, you can't, I mean, if you're in an IVA, like, for example, you wouldn't be able to try and pursue a debt relief order, like, for example. There's, like, the obvious ones like that. Yeah. But I think for the most part, just don't take out credit. Um, if um, you've come into a lump sum of money, uh, you have to declare that to the insolvency practitioner as well. Ah, okay. Um, if, like, you were to change jobs, if you were to get an increase or decrease in your income, anything like that. They need to let. have to declare. Yeah. So how often are you speaking to people then in the aftercare team? Like regularly? Regularly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there are emails and phones regularly um, and they're all on different stages. So they'll all, clients will call up about the jobs. Right. I've lost it or I've got an increase or I've got a bonus. So then we accordingly will be able to action that. Um, so you get so you get to know them on a really personal yeah, level. Yeah, definitely. We'll be able to have those conversations with them. Um, some, I mean, to be honest, all of them are vulnerable. Uh, yeah. So we really have that care towards each one who we speak to um, to make sure that they are, they're in the right place in terms of mentally. Like we always check in with them uh, separately as well as of course making the payments uh, um, and when it comes to reviews making sure that everything else is okay for the next year yeah, I didn't know that I just thought you got an IVA and then you just dealt with it for the next yeah. five or six years but I didn't really know that into into what their um, sort of their finances are and really wanted to help to help them because a lot of clients will call up after you know on a post appointment and they'll just sort of say I'm really struggling I've, I just can't I can't keep up with this and I can't keep up with that mm-hmm. and, and there's anything that we can do so we really have to listen to them um, and really show all that empathy that we're, we're here to help because that's what we're here for we are here to help you um, and that's what we always try to deliver to all of our clients so that at the end of the day they are a bit relieved because mm-hmm. um, I've had it's clients pressure. yeah exactly so they'll call up and they'll be really really stressed but then after the phone call, we tried to aim to re- reduce that stress mm. and sort of let that peace of mind come for them. Yeah, so not worrying too much about at least one thing. We've managed to help them. What did you do before? I was working in the legal industry, but also in debt relief um, okay. uh, as well, debt management. Um, so when I was working in um, the law field, um, we were doing, of course, like um, 
a lot of debt uh, recovery. So I was actually on the other side where I couldn't, as much as I'd want to help the clients, um, our own, of course, clients, so we used to help um, have clients with banks and we had to repossess vehicles. Right. So I was on the other side where I couldn't do anything to help because their rules are so strict. Right. We had to then enforce the, the judgments or go through the whole court process um, and take their cars back. Yeah, so I've done that. That's what I was doing before, uh, prior for quite a long time. Um, and I've been working in um, the housing industry as well. So people who are behind on their rent I've had to be that person to chase that money out. Uh, that must have been really hard. It was very hard. I mean, I had to get the job done and I did. But yeah. it wasn't a case of being able to help them. Mm-hmm. Because again, the the whole principle of the company was we need to get that yeah. back. So here it's different where we can actually help. Mm. Um, so that that's why it's it's just so it's so powerful. The message from AFA that we need to help and the clients actually understand that too. The way that we all handle their affairs. When we refer to AFA, we're talking, basically AFA is like a department within Clearstart Accountants. So you work under that umbrella AFA. Yes. Um, oh, that's so nice. I would just love to, it I'd is. love for you to help. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Oh, bless. No, it is. And it's very rewarding afterwards. I've had yeah, clients, I, I think the other day, um, I, I had a client and she was going through a lot um, mentally with health and and all, but then at the end of the call, she she just said, "Thank you so much. You've really eased Aww. my stress." And I, I get that call, and I'm sure the rest of the team are sure Faisal oh, does too. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you do. Really. Yeah, sometimes I think like just the kind of people that we speak to every day, you just realize that we all actually just have problems, and it's just like but, but money is not something we like to talk to people about. And I suppose yeah. talking to you guys, they don't feel judged. Whereas it's really difficult when you're talking to family members and friends, even though they care about you, you still, when it comes to money, there is an edge of being judged, isn't there? So for sure, you're not going to be judgmental to them because you, well, you're not anyway, but you're dealing with this so often. Oh yeah, it's a very delicate situation. Like, I mean, even though they know they're not going to get judged, like you'd be surprised about the, the amount of people that put on like a front and a defensive wall when we start speaking to them. And it's up to us to break that down to yeah. like get to the nitty gritty of the problem. Yeah. But it's the most rewarding thing ever. I mean, like... Just, what did you do before? Uh, I used to teach. Teach what? <laughs> Maths. In a school? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Also, this was like five years ago. Oh, that's not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you, you're, t- you're a qualified teacher. What made you move away from that? Um, Kids? <laughs> I know, not to, to, to be, not to be fair. No, I, no, I loved it. It's just, uh, I just want, I was, I was doing it for about four or five years. I just wanted a, a new challenge. And, uh, interestingly enough, I had a friend up maybe five years ago who was struggling with debt. And then he started talking to me about IVAs and stuff. And I had never heard of it. Mm. And he was just talking about how it changed his life and this, that, the other. And then I just looked into it. And that's how I joined this industry, I suppose. So were you working for a different, how long have you been here? Uh, so a year and a half, give or take. And what about yourself? How long? Uh, this is actually my second month. Is it really? Yeah, good? One. <laughs> wow! Because second... they are growing the team, aren't they? Yes. It's like all the time. So um, that that particular Ian is great. Uh, we yeah. spoke to on a previous podcast. The insolvency practitioner. He's so knowledgeable. Yeah, and is, such yeah. a nice guy as well. Um, and I can imagine how that team and the clients are, are growing. But, oh, it just goes back to that really important thing, which Ian sort of emphasized and you emphasized at the beginning as well. It has to be right for the client. 
It's not just something that you are, you, there's no way on this earth you're forcing them on people. It's something that you have every, every step of the process. You make sure that it's right for the exactly. client because as you said, they are vulnerable. Yeah, for sure. And it's so important to have that. And I think all of us possess that quality. I think if you don't have that, then it'll be hard for you to deliver what we, you know, what we, our standards. hundred percent. And I think it's, it, it's, it's so important. And I, I see it with the team. I'm sure Fessel sees it with yeah, the team. Um, when I first joined and I was listening to these guys and I could tell the conversations that they were having and it was very in-depth, very thorough mm. about the, about the client situation. But just the way that we deliver it, the way that like Fessel delivered it, it was, it just, it just shows that, you know, we are doing the right thing um, for the clients. And that's what, that's what it's all about. That's what it's about, ultimately, yeah. just doing right by them, really. Yeah, that's great. I really, I've been really nice talking to you both and it's part of the business that has been fascinating to learn about. And, you know, as we've said on previous podcasts, if you have a question that um, is around IVAs that um, one of the team can answer or um, the insolvency practitioner Ian can answer, then you can email him at info at clearstartaccountants.co.uk. Please tell your friends and family about Penny to the Pound podcast. Let them know it's available on all podcast platforms. And to keep up to date of when the next episode drops, like and subscribe. Before making any financial decisions, please seek independent advice.